Welcome in to this edition of the Talking Ball, y'all, Poplarville post-game playoff podcast. Jason Baker, Rossi Creel, Zach Barrett joining you. The Hornets victorious in the opening round, a 40-12 victory over the past Christian Pirates. And, uh, well, fellas, boy, these November Friday nights, uh, they just tend to be so special. We, we opened our broadcast speaking of November wins and – Within this community, it, it just feels different, doesn't it? Like this community embraces November. It just it feels different, doesn't it, Zach? It does. You know, it people call you up and ask you, hey, what time are you going to the game? What you cooking? You know, it's just small town, but it, it you know, on Friday nights they pride themselves in football and that's what's special, you know. Coming back several years ago, we used to come in. I remember tailgating right here on the on the on the practice field for the for the uh, South State Championship, and then you had the senior, uh, not Senior Bowl, the uh, Hornet, Bowl. Hornet Bowl, and you talk about the crowd performance. It's it's just special on Friday nights in the small town, Popville, Mississippi. And Rossi, there are moments that you wait for all year. I mean, I, since Columbia knocked this team out of the playoffs last year in the South State Championship game, I can't lie. Uh, you know, while I look forward to regular season games and marquee matchups that we get. It's these moments, uh, you know, we, we talked about it. I think we even said it during a broadcast earlier this year, how much fun we were having. And I told you guys, y'all pump y'all's brakes. Just wait until we get the broadcast one in November. Oh yeah, JB, you know, no, November, like you said, is just a special time uh, for Hornet football. Has been for the past several years. You know, we're, we're this, this is something we're getting used to. Of course, Zach and I uh, kind of, cutting our teeth in the broadcast world and our very first season here we are in the postseason uh, with, with an expectation from this Hornets team to go really deep into the playoffs. Uh, I, I know that's something I'm looking forward to but you uh, like you said it's it's different in November. Tonight felt different. Uh, it's a little hard to put your finger on at times. A lot of it had to do with the excitement in November. A lot of it had to do with a, a Hornet football team that that had some sloppiness about their win tonight. Got a big win nonetheless, scored 40 points. You know, it's, a, it's several different feelings throughout the night. Uh, but but ov overall, uh, we're looking forward to, to moving on to the next round. Uh, get to see Newton County right here in our in our place again. Uh, so playing at home in front of this home crowd. And, you know, we've, we've invited everybody to, to come to the stadium. You don't, you don't have to sit at home and, and listen to a, to a radio broadcast. Bring, bring us with you to the stadium and, and, and we'll still be in your ear and, uh, and, and, and give you the best broadcast we can for hopefully what's going to be another Hornet win uh, moving on through the second round. Yeah, let's get to the game for a moment, right? And, and look, it, you know, to, from the start of it, it, it looked like a Hornet game, right? You take control of it early in the first quarter, kind of grab control, and uh, it looked like the Hornets, physical, dominant, turnovers on defense, pressure, and, and that's what it felt like. And, and, you know, I go back to the way that offense was just dominating and, and asserting themselves, and that has been who they are. You, you flip the coin, we win the toss, we elect to receive, here we go, right? Offense wants the ball, and that's what Jay Beach has wanted this team to look like, and that's what the first quarter felt, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, you know, we started off strong. Um, up until the half, defensively we played great. Um, I know that Jay expects perfection, um, 
And great teams don't always do that. You know, they find ways to win, and we did. We found a way to win. But we set the tone early, coming out and scoring, and, you know, 34 to nothing at half. And then I, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Um, gave up a few big plays, but, you know, either way, we got the win, and that's what ultimately that's what we need to do each and every week from here out to get that W. It don't matter if it's 12 to 11 or 40 to 12, as long as you get that W and, and move on the next week. And, you know, we showed and we have seen this throughout this year in this offense, big play capability. You had the 38-yard touchdown pass to Benny Jarvis, the 22-yard touchdown pass to Maurice Travis. That was on a two-play scoring drive. And then the following offensive scoring drive, which was our final offensive scoring drive of the first half, was a Matt Will 81-yard touchdown run on as beautiful play call as you'll find maybe all year, Rossi. When this team's hitting big plays like that, boy, this offense seems really, really tough to stop, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, their, their average, as you look at this team's stats, and it, it's obvious that every play that they run, they're trying to score a touchdown because they get big yardage. They, they've, got, they've got high averages per play. Uh, you look at their, their, their passing plays, uh, they're over 30 yards per, per pass on the on the ones that they've had success in and you had that that 38 yarder uh today that that just uh, I increases that average so you know everything that they do they're looking for a big play they're trying to get get the ball in the end zone uh it seems like with everything they do i know their mindset maybe get the first down get the first down but but these kids are out there blocking and and, and playing their parts and they want to score every time they touch the football and uh a week ago, they kind of did that in the first quarter every time they touched the football and then some. They sure did. And coming up later in this podcast, we'll talk with Lawrence Jamison and Mark Will. But before we talked about them and touch on their play tonight, I wanted to touch on a young man that we've we've laughed and we've joked on these broadcasts. But to an extent, we're not joking. Benny Jarvis, what a player. He winds up with our Peach Plumbing Pipe Busting Hit of the Game Award. You could have argued we probably could have gave him the player of the game award. Benny caught a touchdown pass, intercepted a pass, then laid the lumber on that big hit as well. And, you, you know, when you watch Benny, he's a different speed than everybody else on the field. He's got a little different wiggle. He's a little, as coaches use the terminology, he's a little different twitch. It's just a little different kind of wiggle than everybody else on that field. And, um, you know, he's just kind of that kind of player. And we've joked about the staff because it's, boy, it's hard to get him enough carries because you've got Avon Jarvis banging away. You've got Matt Will getting carries, Maurice Travis getting carries. And those guys are certainly warranted of their carries. But, man, boy, you, you think about Benny Jarvis and, and the potential he has to make a big play. And you think, man, what – how can we get this guy the ball as many times as possible, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we reference Free Benny, and that's that's what we have. You know, he's he's a little fella. You you know, talk about all his little moves. He's a little fella, but he's got big plays. He's got big potential. Every time he touches the ball, whether it be if he catches one on defense or if, he, if he's running the ball um, or catching one in the backfield, I mean, whatever he does, it's all or nothing for him, and he goes out and he shows every time that – you know, he's an explosive player. Kind of reminds me like a Darren Sproles. He's Anytime he touches the ball, you you never know what's going to happen. You sit back and you're like, okay, he's got the ball. Let's see what <laughs> happens. Um, he's special. And, and, you know, you know, we hate, to, I, hate that he's a senior because I'd love to have him for a couple more years. If he was a 
sophomore, man, it'd be special. But I tell you, what's great about it is there's kids that are in the program that are sophomores and, and, and freshmen that, are, that can be just like him. They just got to pay attention to what Benny's doing and develop and, and buy into the system, and they'll be exactly what Benny is. And, uh, and Jay, Jay will – he'll get them – he'll expose them before too long. I completely agree. Rossi, I'll turn to you as you're tuned into the Poplarville postgame podcast. Lawrence Jamison, smart kid, really high intellectual young man, made a beautiful pick tonight. I described it as playing center field. He just read Anthony James's eyes, saw the pick, and you'll hear him describe it here in the next segment. But for you, What's impressed you about Lawrence, not just tonight in the win over past Christian, but maybe what's impressed you all season with his play from the strong safety position? JB, I'll go back even even further than, than this season. Uh, I, I saw Lawrence Jamison's work ethic in the offseason a couple years ago. Uh, you know, he, he, and, he and my son played similar positions uh, in this defense, and they were both backup uh, defensive backs uh, at that time. Spent a lot of time in the offseason, and I got the opportunity to come out here and run DB drills with them, you know, just tossing the ball and, and running cone drills and footwork drills and things that, that they were doing on the football field in, in just the, the heat of a, a June and July day. You know, it, it's, it's really hot. As hard as those kids work uh, in the offseason program that, that, that Jay has in place for them, they're getting done with it with with their morning workouts that afternoon. They're right back out here on the field doing running drills, and 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 Alex calling me saying, "Dad, come out here and run some drills with us. We need some help." And, and getting the opportunity to do that. So I saw that work ethic in Lawrence early on, and he's super super smart. You can just uh, tell by the way he speaks that that he's that he's really smart. He handles himself really well, and he's just he's worked really hard to to get himself developed uh, into a, a really good defensive football player. Uh, and, and it takes effort to do that. Uh, I mentioned in, in the broadcast tonight that you, you see Lawrence Jamison in the locker room with his shirt off, and there's not an ounce of fat on his body. He is just absolutely cut up, and, and it takes a lot of work to get that. that that's stuff that's just not natural. And, and, and so he, he, he's worked at it. His work ethic is what sticks out uh, with, with him the most to me. Boy, he's been special. And speaking of special, in the last segment on this podcast, you'll hear from senior outside linebacker Mark Will. And we get Mark to be able to give us comments about Tank Trotter in, in their relationship as a linebacking group. And Zach, these two, boy, I tell you what, I don't know when we're going to watch their final snap, but what a sad day that'll be uh, to watch them take their jerseys off for the final time. Luckily, that's not appearing to be coming anytime soon. In your perspective, what, what's Mark Will been like uh, to watch and to cover uh, throughout this season and then uh, to watch him tonight against the Pirates? It's been special. Um, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a leader on and off the field. A couple weeks ago, I think, um, WXXV, well, he was a player to spotlight, and they talked about him. And, you know, he's a leader on the field. He's a leader off the field. Um, he's just the greatest kid you know away from foot away from away from here as he is on the field um and you know he missed the game with an injury um but and there's a lot of times that he may not make a tackle but he's in on the, the play you know he's he's disrupting something he's 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 um 
he's a very pivotal part in this this defense. And uh, same way with Tank. And I believe, if I if I remember right, they told me that Tank was one of the only people that didn't miss a workout this summer. He was fully committed, and it shows. I mean, Mark and, and Tank are leading the the team in tackles, and they're they're up in the the smackum um, standings as far as the Gulf Coast region or whatever the coast region. They're up in the top, leading the tackles, and uh, you know it, they're just special. I'm I can't wait to see both of them play the next level. I hope the last time we see them uh, is December the third, and I hope it's a uh, I hope the results that we see this year is different from the past we've seen them with when they take it off and they you know they're upset because we didn't win that state championship. I really hope for these senior class and this community and this coaching staff that. The last time we get to take, they get to take the jersey off. They're hosting a trophy right before that um, and become state champs. Because I, there's, I mean, great, great group of kids, top-notch leadership, just one of the best team groups I've ever seen come through Poppaville. Yeah, 100% agree. We hope you'll enjoy the rest of this podcast. Lawrence Jamison and Mark Wills coming to you uh, after this break. You're tuned in to the Poppaville post-game podcast. Hey, don't forget, you'll be able to catch our broadcast of Poplarville Hornet football on the Mix LR app. It'll be Jeff Lassette, Rossi Creel, and Zach Barrett on the call for round two of the Poplarville Hornets taking on Newton County coming up on Friday night, a 6.30 airtime, 7 o'clock kick on the Poplarville Hornet Talking Ball Y'all channel on Mix LR. Until then, I hope you enjoy the interviews with Lawrence Jamison and Mark Will coming up after the break. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picune Bank. With four branches in Picune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Keel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. Greg's Toe Biz is locally owned and operated and a proud supporter of Popperville Hornet football. They are a towing business, but they also buy and haul scrap vehicles. You can call Greg's Toe Biz at 601-337-2300. Call Greg's Toe Biz. On the Talking Ball Y'all postgame podcast, we continue with uh, visiting with Lawrence Jamison, one of the starting defensive backs, the starting strong safety for the Popperville Hornets, a young man who had quite a night tonight, an interception for the Hornets, a handful of tackles for the Popperville Hornets in their 40-12 to victory over the past Christiane Pirates. And uh, Lawrence, let's, let's start there. Uh, first of all, a nice read on the play on the overthrow by Anthony James, and uh, you're able to kind of play center field and intercept the ball. Take us through the play on kind of what you saw and uh, how nice it was to be able to kind of read a ball like that and go get it. Well, Coach Soames made the call to make a, uh, for us to go cover four, and they had two receivers to my side, and I knew they were on verticals. It was the time was running out. And I just got into my drop and stayed on a straight line as long as I could, and once the receiver broke and I saw the quarterback uh, throw the ball, I just come underneath it, and it was just instinct to go get it. For you, you, you get to play in a secondary. You and Quan, I don't know if y'all intend this to be this way. Y'all almost are identical twins. Uh, eight, nine, and number that's really hard for a broadcaster to pick out. Y'all almost have similar body builds. I don't know if that's you're aware of that. How much do you feed off what Quan does? How much do you think Quan feeds off what you do on a football field? Man, that's my dog. We locked in. Um, we always, always talk about uh, film. We always go over film together. 
talk about anything, anything he needs to talk about, anything I need to talk about. I know he's there. I know he knows I'm there. And uh, yeah, that's just my dog, man. As a secondary guy, how much film have you watched? How, how much do you rely upon? I've been told you, you, you know, the coaches can monitor how much film you guys watch within huddle. I've been told you are a film junkie. Uh, what I understand from the college game, that plays well. Those guys that watch the most tend to play the best. Uh, is kind of a good rule of thumb at the college level. For you, how much does film play a big part in, in your role in the back end, and how much does it help to watch the film that you watch within a week? I think uh, watching a, um, that, that much film really helps because, you know, I, whenever I'm watching film, I break down the receiver's releases, the routes, what their tendencies are. Uh, most of the time, like on that po on that pick, I already like overplayed it. I already knew it was going to come. Sometimes that just happens. I'll overplay it knowing that what the play is just overplaying it from watching film so much from just the repetition of watching it over and over. And that's just what the coach is instilling us just to make sure we watch film a lot because it really helps. It's, it's a big advantage. I'm glad we have it. You have one of the more unique perspectives of this Hornet defense of anyone. You play safety, which tends to be one of the deeper players in all of the defense. But you sit up there and you watch guys like Mark Will, Tank Trotter, Will Harry, Tucker Smith, Scott Gerald. They're all in front of you, Aiden Dito, and they all are up there flying around making tackles. Take me into your helmet, into your eyes. What is that like to watch those guys fly around the football field from your view, through your vision, and watch those guys make those plays? It's crazy. <laughs> they look huge. It's, it's crazy. Um, it's, really, it's really different because I, I know what people see from the stands from me growing up watching probably football. But whenever you're on the field, it's just a totally different different atmosphere. It's like the energy is way higher, intensity is way higher, and the speed of the game is way quicker and faster. And it's just really cool to see those guys get after the quarterback and get pressure on them, get into the linebackers, get into the drops and everything. It's just really cool experience. Is there ever a moment where you think, oh, this one's mine, the lane opens up, and then all of a sudden a guy like Tank or maybe a guy like Mark nice through there and gets to the tackle before you, and you think, this sucks, man, I'm playing too deep, or I'm 12 yards back, and... That was my tackle, and all of a sudden they, they've slipped in there and got it ahead of you? All the time. <laughs> all, every game almost. They, have, they, have, they get all the tackles. Sometimes we'll just be like, whenever we're in, uh, whenever we're in practice and we'll go uh, team defense, we just basically, the DBs, we just sit in there and stand around because we know they're going to make the tackle every play. And they're really good linebackers, and we got really good D-line, and they step up and they do their job the way it's supposed to be done. So. I'm really blessed to have them, have them, and it's just really fun to play with them, really fun. When I say Jacob Aycock, what does that mean to you? A defensive genius. Just the way he, the plays he calls, the, just, <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy. I don't know how he does it, I don't, I don't know. But he's a really good, really good coach, really great for form. He does it with guys like you playing the way that you play, intellectually smart on the back end, doing what you're supposed to do, doing your job night in, night out. What a pleasure you are to cover, my man. I miss miss you guys on the sideline. It's it's a tough view from up there, but uh, I'm enjoying being in the play-by-play -play role. Hey, you're having a heck of a year. Keep it up. We got four more to get, my man, and uh, we'll, we'll ring you, okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right. That's Lawrence Jamison spending some time on the Talking Ball, y'all, post-game podcast. And uh, we'll be joined coming up a little later uh, by Mark Will, the senior outside linebacker, coming up in just a little bit. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, 
or Farm Bureau Insurance. The local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popperville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Fazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Hello football fans, Devin Smith here with Remax Premier Group in Picayune. It's August and that means one thing, it's football season. Our area schools have worked so hard to give us all something to be excited about. I take great pride in my football roots in Pearl River County and I'm honored to serve our people. I look forward to helping residents both old and new make Pearl River County their home. I would love to help you with any and all of your real estate needs. You can contact me at our office, 601-798-3399 or 601-347-2641. Or you can catch me in the stands cheering on my favorite players under those Friday night lights. The Popperville Postgame Podcast continues. Jason Baker being joined by our senior outside linebacker, Mark Will, who is second on this team in tackles behind Tank Trotter and uh, – I want to start there for a moment, and we'll get to this win and overpass Christiane that occurred on Friday night in just a moment. But I want to talk about Tank and what he means to you as a senior teammate. You know, I was having a conversation with the coaches maybe a week or two ago. It might have been after the Columbia win. And uh, at Popperville, it seems like over the years in linebacking cores, we have had really good ones. I mean, Ross Barnett. Peyton Graham, you know, Ahmad Harmon, the list goes on, right? On and on. Mason Anderson, don't want to leave him out. But but it seems like, though, over the course of years, we've just never been able to stack them up. But you and, and Tank together have just formed a duo. What does he mean to you, and, and what is it like to, to play next to a guy of that kind of level? You know, Tank's like, he's like my right-hand man, you know, two peas in a pod. Um, because it's really special, you know, how this is, his, this is his first year playing linebacker. Just think about that. First year, leads the team in tackles. You've seen all his big hits, all his big plays. And he's just a student of the game, you know. I'll see him. He's talking. We'll be in the game, and he'll be like, he'll point out a guy. be like, he's running this route. He's running this route. All right, I want you to get on. He's running this route. You know, or look at the guard. He's pulling right here. He's, he is a student of the game. And it's just crazy to me how it's just, it's just special playing beside him. I mean, he, he wakes up, and, you know, I, I got to tell you, for Columbia, he was actually sick throughout that week. He would he was he was texting me on Wednesday, not at practice, saying, "Hey, we're gonna be good. Okay, I'm gonna show up on Friday and we're gonna play. We're gonna win this game. Let's go." And it really has just shown me how all in he is as a player. I mean, he's he's one of the leaders on this team. And those names you named, Ahmad, Mason, Ross Barnett, he's right up there with him. You can stack him with him because he is he's the real deal. For you, a, a senior season, you've battled injury after injury. It kind of seems like setback after setback. Describe to me what your senior season and your perspective has been like, at least to this point. You know, I've been blessed freshman, sophomore, and junior year to not have any injuries, no problems really, just being able to play 100%. But going into here, you know, with the ankle and being sick, I, I've turned this around and looked at God and said, you know, this is, this is adversity, you know. I mean, he's given me adversity, and I have two options so I can handle it. I can pat about it and say, you know, oh, I'm not having a good senior year. This sucks. Or I could say, let's fight. Let's go. I'm still a leader on this team. 
I got to be here with my guys and play some football. And that's what I decided to do. I don't know if you know, but I wrote, I have Joshua 1-9 written on my wrist right here on my tape and it said, and the verse is, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I take that with me and say, you know, I lost 10 pounds. I'm still a little sick. I've not been playing my best football, but God is with me wherever I go. So I can take that and say, you know, I can, I can just work harder. Once I get over the sickness, I'm going to work my tail off to be the best version I can. And we're going to play four more games of football and we're going to win them all. Let's talk about this game that you just got through in the first round against past Christiana, 40 to 12 victory. Your brother was the Farm Bureau Insurance player of the game. Two touch, your twin brother, I might add, two touchdown passes, a, a beautiful pass to Benny Jarvis, and then arguably the best pass I've ever seen him throw, a dime to Maurice Travis. Uh, it'll take him a long time to top that one. Uh, that And then the 81-yard touchdown run and all those wonderful plays. But I want to go to who Matt Will is. Matt Will on a 68-yard touchdown run by Maurice Travis tonight absolutely obliterated the safety on a block. That's who he is, isn't it? Yes, he is. I can say he is the most selfless person. I'm not saying this because he's my brother and I because I know all these guys on the team. He is the most selfless player on this team. I mean, you got to think for, for since his sophomore year, since he started, he's just handed the ball off. Just handed, maybe thrown you know, 10 passes all year, just handed the ball off. I've never heard him complain, never say a word about it. And when he gets his chance to sign, he'll do it. And he, you, can, you can see it out there. He'll still block. And he'll be just excited on a touchdown from Maurice as he will for himself. It's just, it's crazy to see how he is. I mean, and he's never, he's the same around everybody. He's never, he doesn't change. He doesn't go to the house and complain. He's, he is that person. So, and it's great to have him as my brother. I wouldn't want anybody else to be my brother. I, I, do you find it funny, you know, he's playing quarterback because that's where he gets to help this team the best. My guess, my guess, my knowledge of what I know of the college game, I think he'll head to be a strong safety. If he was playing, if he got to play strong safety right now for the Hornets, how good could he be at that position? Well, I don't, or you can probably see out there from him just blocking. He is, he is a headhunter and he will show it, okay? So him out there at strong safety, I think we'll be just fine. Not down anybody else on our team. We can, I think we can put him back there and we will be just fine because, you know, he's a student of the game. He watches tons of film. I'll be, I'll come home, he'll be on the computer watching film and I'll watch it with him, you know? So um, him at strong safety, it would be, it'd be fun to see. I'd love to have him behind me. It'd be special for sure. Jay Beach has mentioned this senior class on multiple occasions. He did it tonight in pregame within the broadcast about, I'm gonna rely upon these guys, I have to. For you guys as a senior class, do y'all feel that weight of, hey, we want to be leaders. We want to lead this team. We want to be the team. We want to be the class that does something that that no other team has done. Yes, we have accomplished a ton. We we are taping this podcast in a, in a weight room that has every accolade you possibly could imagine, except for one, yeah. a win in December on the first Saturday of December. Is that what is still driving this senior class? And if it is, how much do y'all carry that weight? And it, it, how much is that the motivating factor? I, I really do think it is because all these guys, for the most part, have been to every single big, big game, you know, every state championship that we've not pulled out and won. And, you know, going in here, I just remember in the summer, just thinking about it in here, lifting weights, it's humid, it's hot. And we're thinking, hey, this is, this is what we have to do right now to get to that point. And I know the dudes before us, the 22 class, 21 class, all those classes, 
they'd want the same because they worked their tails off just like we did. So we know going into these games, like if we lose, it's kind of it's a it's a really big letdown, you know, especially for for this coaching staff, because I can't tell you how many hours they put into this. I mean, more than any of us could ever think of. So, yes, walking around, walking out on Friday nights at seven, thinking it's do or die. It's right here. It's now or never. So, yeah. All right. Well, the beauty of it is a 40 to 12 victory on this Friday night. Got you another Friday night in this Hornets nest against Newton County. Mark Will, thank you so much for your time, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good night. What a pleasure he is to cover. Boy, I miss uh, being down on those sidelines with those guys. But they're in great hands with our sideline reporter, Zach Barrett. And uh, there's more to come of those guys. There's two more. Will Brothers uh, still down uh, coming through the wings. Uh, Sam and Ben on their way. We've seen some plays from those two uh, as well. Appreciate Mark spending some time. You've been listening to the Popperville Postgame Podcast presented by Talking Ball, y'all.